0: Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal, Part 38 of N, on TMUX, a screen alternative. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials written by Bart Booth over at bartb.ie slash ttt. This originally aired as part of Chit Chat Across the Pond, episode number 645, hosted at podfeet.com. I'm Allison Sheridan, host of the NosillaCast and Chit Chat Across the Pond podcast. And the other voice you're about to hear is Barb Shots of Barbie.ie. Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 645 for July 11th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Barb Shots with a big surprise after quite a long time. This is Taming the Terminal, part 38 of N. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you said N wasn't done yet, right? So uh when you get tickled.
1: An ongoing podcast of indeterminate length or something along those lines. <laughs> Although I, I do feel whoosh, 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 there you go, blow the dust off it. It's been a little longer than I'd planned.
0: <laughs> so this is 38. When was 37? How long ago did we do our last one? Three years. Three years? Okay. And you're gonna be referring back to episode thirty-six, which was four years ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's fun for the people who are listening real time, but we probably don't want to bore the people who are just listening to this as an Evergreen podcast, right?
1: Right. Although those people listening to it as an Evergreen podcast are about to get a bit of whiplash because in episode 36, I introduced the command called screen and for a very specific reason, in a very nocilla casty sort of way, we had a specific problem to solve. And... That problem was that normally, so let's say you connect to a terminal window, either on your machine or more likely maybe over SSH. When something happens to interrupt your connection to the SSH server, everything you're doing stops, right? The connection drops, the process ends, and if you're in the middle of running some big update job or something, it dies.
0: Right, right.
1: And so, if you're the kind of person who might have a long drive to another city regularly where you're trying to do stuff on your laptop on cellular, because why wouldn't you? You're just sitting in a car, not driving. <laughs> uh, so, what you'd like to be able to do is to have a sort of a, a permanent presence. So, when whether, something you basically a virtual terminal window that runs even when you're not looking. You can tell it to do something, disconnect, it will continue on its merry way while you're not there. And then at a later point, you can reconnect and check in on how it's doing. Or maybe you're in the middle of some tasks, and so you'd start doing the task. You don't want to forget everything you were doing. You don't want to lose your, your command history when you hit the up arrow. Well, then just put it in one of these little pretend terminals and disconnect and reconnect at your leisure. And we did that, as I say, with the screen command, and it worked fine. And then about three months ago, I logged on to a brand new Red Hat Enterprise Linux 8 server for the first time. Because we had been using Red Hat Enterprise Linux 7, but then Red Hat released 8. And I think they released it more than three months ago, but I was a bit slow doing my first install. And I went, yum, install screen. And it went, nope. (gasps) No screen package. What? Yeah. It was like, we've deprecated it. So Linux deprecated it? No, Red Hat. Right, Red, Red, Red Hat did. OK. Yeah, Linux is just a kernel, remember. So right. your Linux distribution is your Linux kernel as its brain. And then everything around the kernel is decided by the distribution. So the Debian people have opinions on what should surround the kernel. And the Red Hat people have opinions. And the Red Hat opinions affect all of the so-called Red Hat-derived distributions. So the biggest one of those would be CentOS. Oh, which is basically okay. an unpaid for Red Hat, right? And the Debian world encompasses distributions like Mint, um, oh, what's still the other really popular one? Ubuntu. Um, oh. would be Debian Orbit. Yeah.
0: Is it is Green's deprecated there?
1: Uh, no, no idea. Okay. Um, I, I am, I have both of my feet planted in the my in the Red Hat world. Um, so to me, it's Red Hat. CentOS and Fedora are the Linux distros because they are so different to each other that it is actually really disconcerting for me to get landed on an Ubuntu machine. Because mm. nothing is where I expect it to be. <laughs> like every I can Google it to sort of mentally translate, but nothing's where I left it, or nothing's where I expected. So I, I'm very much in Red Hat mode. So for me, at the moment Red Hat went, nope, it's gone. Um I was like, okay, well. Let me do a little bit of Googling and I found the document on Red Hat's website that says, um, we've deprecated it. We recommend you use an alternative called TMUX. So this installment is all about TMUX, because that is now my new way of solving this same problem.
0: Oh. Wow. And the good
1: news is so TMUX does everything Screen did. And that covers about ten percent of TMUX's power.
0: Ooh. So it's even cooler.
1: It's way cooler, and I, I I sort of thought it was a little bit cooler, but as I was writing the show notes today, I realized that A, there's going to be a part two to this installment, because today we're just going to use Tmux as if it was screen. So we're just going to get back to where we were. But that really is just the tip of a very, very pretty iceberg. Very cool iceberg, in fact.
0: So you're not entirely against what they've done, that maybe it made sense to deprecate screen.
1: Oh, I yes, I was cranky about it because it was changed and I had to learn something new and I was in a hurry and I didn't want to learn something new and I was in a hurry because I, I wasn't installing Linux to go learn about Tmux. I was installing Linux because I had a problem to solve. I needed, I needed a DNS server quite urgently. Uh, anyway, I got over it. So now that I've had time to play with Tmux, I've not just got over it. I have yet again gone. oh, okay, fine, Red Hat, you knew what you were doing. I was cranky when they were when they forced system D on me and then I was cranky when they forced firewall D on me and I have to admit (laughs) they were completely correct every single time. (laughs) Yes, anyway. What did
0: you say Ubuntu was based on? Was that Debian?
1: Ubuntu is one of the Debians. Yeah, Ubuntu is the biggest Yeah. Okay. So basically in Ubuntu land you're apt getting whereas in, in Red Hat land you're human stalling and that's just the tip of the iceberg of differences. Um, the biggest one that always gets me is where they put the Apache config file, because I'm oh. always looking for the Apache config file, <laughs> and they do it so differently. <laughs> anyway, so TMUX is a, an open source. It actually sta- It's actually a portmanteau. It stands for terminal multiplexer. So while we're going to use it for a single perpetual terminal, It's capable of being way more than a single perpetual terminal. It's capable of being many, many, many perpetual terminals, health multiplexing. Um, And we do need to mention the fact that it comes in this sort of bigger model, because otherwise the stuff we're learning today is going to be a bit weird. So in Tmux universe, there are three levels. So the virtual terminal the thing you type into the thing that has a flashy prompt that you type into they call a pane
0: a pane p a i n
1: a n e like a pane of glass so the whole thing is built around a glass metaphor okay so your pane is like your your pretend your virtual terminal and you can assemble your panes into windows which are a yeah, so, a window—all of all of a window—is visible at any one time. Now, I hate the fact that they use the word window because that word has a meaning, and <laughs> it's confusing computing. as all the heck when you reuse one that already means something. Um, but you can have multiple windows. Which I, basically, the way I've stopped getting confused by the word window is to pretend it's the word tab. So, a Tmux window is like a browser tab. It takes up the full size of your browser window, so it is in charge. But there, are mo- there could be more than one of them, mentally speaking, stacked behind each other.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So you tile panes within a window slash tab. And then the whole kit and caboodle is grouped into a session. And so the session is like your instance of Safari, if you're going to take the browser metaphor. So when you open Safari, you might have multiple windows containing multiple tabs. And then imagine if inside each tab you could have multiple web pages and then the then you would have the full structure of what Tmux can do.
0: Is it real important that I have all that straight in my head? Because that was a lot of words. That was a lot of description without being able to see the it.
1: The only thing I want you to remember is that sessions contain windows, contain panes. So basically big, small, smallest. Session, sessions, window,
0: panes. windows, panes. Okay.
1: For today, we are only dealing in a very simple universe. Sessions containing one window, containing one pane. Okay. In other words, like in screen. Okay. Just so keep it simple. Next time around, we get to have all the fun with windows and panes. Today, we're just going to pretend one session, one window, one pane. So they're all synonymous for today. But okay. we're going to see those words in terminal commands and things. So installing Tmux. So if you live in Ubuntu land, or sorry, if you live in, in CentOS land, no, I'm going to say Red Hat land, it's going to be sudo yum install tmux. If you live in some sort of Debian land, it'll be sudo apt to get installed tmux. And if you live on the Mac, I'm afraid to say you're going to have to use a third-party packet manager or package manager because Apple doesn't provide a standard package manager. Uh, and the one I use and recommend is Homebrew. Uh, Great. So if you're a Homebrew user, it's it brew install tmux. And if you're using something else, it's whatever that something else is, but it'll be tmux. Okay,
0: and I did that before we started, just so that uh, we'd have it ready.
1: Indeed, because, of course, Brew does a lot of compiling and stuff, so Brew isn't particularly quick, Mm -hmm. but it works well, though. Um, So the tmux command, regardless of what we're trying to do, is going to take the form tmux space, some sort of command, and then optionally some options. (laughs) So it'll be tmux something, and then maybe some options. Uh, The options sorry, the commands um, are very Englishy and clear. Hmm. So an example command is list, list-commands. So if you run tmux space list-commands, it will list all of its commands and they're all very Englishy like link-window or display meshes or display-panes or find-window. That's really easy to read. Not easy to type. So to have our cake and eat it, as it were.
0: Hey, Bart, can I back you up for a second? Uh, oh, oh, there's no space between list and commands. There we go. It's a list dash, dash, dash commands. commands. Okay, I thought it was list space dash commands with a space. Anyway, gotcha. Yeah.
1: So just a reminder, because like I say, we're blowing the dust off this terminal stuff. Um, if there's a space, it means it's a separate argument. So in ter- in terminal land, spaces are like chasms. So every time you mean a space, you're you're moving on to a separate thing. So if it's tmux space command space something else, it can't be a space in the command because otherwise Linux, not Linux Bash or Zsh has gone off and assumed that you've meant three arguments instead of two. You get what I mean, right? Anyway, so to make to allow us to proverbially have our cake and eat it, the long Descriptive commands, which you might use if you're writing a, a, a tutorial or something, because it's really obvious. Or if I was writing a script, I would actually intentionally use the full commands because then when I go to read my script, it's really obvious what I'm doing. But if I'm working on the terminal in real time, I don't like big long things. I prefer nice short things. So most of the commands have aliases, which are nice and short. So List-commands lists all of the commands. And you see a lot of them have in parens a short single word. Well, those short single words are the aliases. So you will see that the alias for list-commands is LSCM. LS is your standard list in linux speak. And CM is a nice abbreviation of command, so LSCM. So TMUX LSCM is exactly the same as TMUX list-commands.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, and so basically that is that is the structure of Tmux in, in the general scheme. So to use Tmux, it's all about managing your sessions. So we're going to make some sessions because otherwise we're not doing anything useful. But before we make them, we should actually figure out how we can see what sessions exist. And right now that should be none at all. So let's start by exploring the null case, as scientists would say.
0: The, the no case of, of what?
1: Of sessions. There are no sessions.
0: Okay. So let us
1: list nothing and see what it looks like when there is nothing. Okay. So the command to list sessions is list-sessions and its alias is simply ls. So tmux space ls should show no server running on and then give you some sort of path. Yes. So that's what it looks like when you have no active TMUX session. So now let's make a session. So the command to make a session is new-session, which has the alias new. Um, And that will create and what TMUX calls attach a new session without a name. Well, we'll have a name. it will have a default name, the wonderfully computer sciencey default name of zero.
0: Okay. So do I type tmux space new?
1: tmux space new should start a new tmux session, and it will open the session. Which in tmux speak, when you connect into a session, tmux doesn't use the word connect. Tmux uses the word attach. So in tmux jargon, you attach, which we would say connect, and you detach which we would say disconnect, but OK, attach and detach. Fair OK,
0: enough. I, I'm really confused here because I thought a session would be connected to a server.
1: Well, no, so you could SSH to a server and launch Tmux, just like we did with screen, right? Screen didn't connect to the server. We ssh to the server, and then we, we, then we started our screen session there. So that's how we solved the problem with screen. Say that one more time. So when we use screen to give us a stable connection, we didn't connect to the server using screen. We connected to the server and then started a screen session on the server.
0: Okay, so we are being the server here because we're starting a screen, a new screen on our local computer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be on a server, right? So you, you can start a TMUX session on any Linuxy, Macy, Unixy computer. A use case would be to start a Tmux session on a remote server so that when you lose your connection to that remote server, your terminal doesn't end.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That's just a use case. Right. Um so you could also use it on your on your local machine. Um and particularly if you start to do cool things like panes and stuff, where you start to to basically have like one terminal window containing four terminals in a grid and all those kind of cool things we'll be learning about next time. So it has it has many uses. So, right now, you should be in what looks like a terminal, but it looks a little different to looking like a terminal because tmux has put a little status bar along the bottom, and the window title probably says something sensible like tmux. I mean, that can actually it says follow my T-Mux, own instructions. tmux new, and yeah, there is okay, a green bar at the exam.
0: bottom that says zsh star and some stuff. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Leave that terminal window where it is, okay. and hit Command N to bring yourself up a fresh new Mac OS terminal window. All right, and let's just run the same command again. Actually, before we do that, let's not run. Let's let's start by doing a tmux ls to see what's now happened. So now oh. you should see that there is a
0: one Windows. Mm-hmm.
1: So it should say zero colon one windows, and then inside parens created on some date on July 11th, 2020.
0: And attached.
1: And attached. So attached means that there is someone connected to that session, which is your other terminal window.
0: Okay. It's 0 colon 1. What does the 0 mean?
1: The 0 is the name of your session. Now, we didn't give it a name, so it defaulted to the very computer science 0.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Because that's what computer scientists do. They start at zero. Doesn't really matter what they're doing, they start at zero. Okay, so now let's start another Tmux session. So we just say Tmux new again in the second terminal window. Uh huh. And so now we should have two sessions running. So if you now open a third window. Yep. And now if we do a Tmux ls. We should
0: I've got see. zero and one, and they both say one windows. Attach. And
1: attach. Uh-huh. Okay. Before we learn how to leave, let's learn how to connect. So we have a third terminal window open. Mm-hmm. Let's use that third window to connect into our first session. Right. So we'll say Tmux and we want to connect, but in Tmux speak, you attach. don't connect, you attach. So the command is actually attach session, but it has an alias which is attach. And we want to tell it which one to attach to. Ah. And whenever you are attaching, whenever you're specifying a specific session, you're targeting it. And so in all the TMUX commands, when you want to target something, you use the minus T flag for target. Yeah. Oh. So what we want to do is TMUX attach minus T zero.
0: Okay. Sessions should be nested with care. Unset dollar tmux to force
1: are you running this in the in one of those in a terminal that is already in a tmux cuz mm. you should be in the third terminal window which shouldn't be in a ha
0: yes okay right. so you,
1: you 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 were going oh so many down the rabbit holes there <laughs>
0: uh, hole in the space Oh, yeah whoa now that was exciting so i did it from the third terminal window and now i've got well, it looks like a little floating green like somebody with ASCII text drew a box and put a bunch of dots around it.
1: Huh? Should just be in a It should look exactly the same as your first terminal window.
0: No, it is it is the first terminal window. That's what I'm talking about that changed when I attached. It shows, It's like somebody drew a, a black rectangle and put the green text on it, but outside of that black rectangle are a bunch of dots. It's cool looking. Oh,
1: you resized your window. I did. Yeah. So the okay. So Tmux made itself the size of your window, and when you later resize the window, Tmux is like, oh, I don't know what that is over there. That wasn't there when I started. I'm so many pixels. I'm so many characters by so many characters, and so it just fills it in with their uh, dots. It's like, mm, what to do with that?
0: It's cool looking. I thought maybe I saw a pane or something. I got all excited. Okay.
1: No, that's just it filling the space it doesn't know about. Now, so you should now have three windows open. One of them should say at the bottom. So two of them should say that they are 0 colon SSH star mm-hmm. in their status, which means they're session zero, the command that's running is, SS, is ZSH. Sorry. Um, and then on the right-hand side, you have another status, which should be the name of the current computer truncated if it's too long mine's too long um and then the time and the name of the current computer is not all that useful when you're using your own computer but it's actually really quite handy when you're sshed into something
0: where am i
1: yeah okay. yeah that's a but, problem i have in real life a lot
0: all three of my windows have that by the way not just the t- the the first two the third one does too because i'm right. attached
1: Exactly. So you're 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 in you you have three windows in two tmuxes. So in the third terminal window, type top, which is a nice command because it constantly updates the screen and watch what happens in the first terminal window.
0: Oh. Looks exactly like it.
1: You're sharing the same session. So you can use the first terminal window to end that top by typing q. Mm. Ah.
0: By the way, I can resize my third window in that little black box over and the other one changes too. It's very exciting. You should do it. It's cool looking. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think I'm starting to get a feel for what we're doing here.
1: Yeah. So we have this virtual terminal window that we can connect to. and Well, I say we can disconnect. So far, we seem to have done very little detaching. We have made them and we have attached them. But this is kind of the opposite of multiplexing, right? Instead of saving you terminal windows, I've made you three of them. <laughs> so um, let's uh, figure out how to disconnect ourselves, shall we? Okay. Uh, so we, there there's a couple of ways we can do that. The first thing you, most obvious thing you would want to do would be to disconnect from within where you are. So this is an opportunity to teach you about something called command mode inside tmux. So, in any tmux window, if you want to tell tmux what to do instead of zsh or bash, if you want to talk to tmux, the way you do that is by first pressing Control B. Right. So you hit Control B, and now I don't now know which
0: window are... I'm in. Bart, one, two, or three.
1: Yeah, uh, pick one. They're all tmux, so it'll work in any of them. Yeah, let's go with three.
0: Okay. Control B.
1: So Control B. So now Tmux is listening to you. And there are then a whole bunch of keyboard shortcuts that Tmux interprets. And they're all very sensibly named. And the one for detach is D. So if you now hit D, you should fall back to your DOS prompt. DOS? Control B. D. Not DOS. What? You should fall back to your standard macOS terminal. You have detached from session zero.
0: Okay, I didn't follow what we just did terribly well. Oh, I've lost my little green bar at the bottom of the uh, third window. Okay,
1: you're now back in normal Zsh. You have left tmux. You are not in tmux anymore. You have it should say detached from session zero.
0: So from the from the Zsh shell, I can't disconnect. Even though I connect or I attached using the ZSH shell, I can't detach with it.
1: Okay, so by attaching, you are running the so from ZSH's point of view, you are now you are running the Tmux command. So you're it's as if you had hit top, right? You're now in Tmux. And then when you detach, you exit from Tmux as far as ZSH is concerned. So just like when you quit out of top, you're now back to the shell you came from. Okay. But just like if you SSH to a server and then you exit, you get back to where you came from. So you started the Tmux command, then you close the Tmux command.
0: Okay. And I'm always going to think of the detach command as being go back to DOS because you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah, good on me there to get that one wrong.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I'll remember it. <laughs>
1: Yay. There's reason in my silliness sometimes. Um, so the thing that p- confuses people is we're used to this world of key combinations, right? So when I say it's control B and then D, most people would think it was control B, D. It's not, it's control B followed by what you want to do. So that takes a little bit of getting used to. So control B means listen to me and then you tell it what you want. Um, There's actually quite a lot of things you can do. So if we, we, let's reattach. So let's just hit the up arrow there to go back. Tmux attach minus T0. Let's go back in. Okay. So if you now hit control B and then question mark, it will list and we can use the up and down arrows to move around. It will list everything we can do. So the C dash B is its way of saying control B. So if you scroll down a bit, you'll see that C dash B question mark list key bindings. Um. And it should also say somewhere in that list that C-B-D is for disconnect. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we can do in here. We're not going to do even half of them today. But the point being, we can, if we ever forget, they're all here. How do you, how do you get to those
0: again? I'm in the TMUX.
1: So you're in TMUX. You hit Control-B to go into command mode and question mark for help.
0: Ah, okay. Oh, look at all that. Okay.
1: And when you're done looking, you hit the escape key to get back to your your terminal inside Tmux.
0: Oh, I just noticed something weird. You can scroll. I accidentally grabbed uh, my trackpad and did a two-figured scroll, and it is moving my cursor up and down.
1: That is the Mac doing that, because the Mac translates scrolls on all terminal windows to up and down arrow keys. Okay. It works in Vim. It works, it works all the time.
0: Huh. Okay, so now that I got all excited about that, um, how do I get out of this listing that Uh, we just escape? Escape. Oh, okay, it just took a little while. All right,
1: okay. So it's Control B to enter command mode, followed by the command we want to give, and D for detach is the most important one.
0: (laughs) So you can get out, right?
1: Get out. The other thing then that you want to do, so so far we've been calling our session, or we haven't been calling, so far our sessions have been called zero and one. Highly exciting. If you're going to do this for real, you're either going to be a one of two scenarios. You're you're going to be in a scenario where you only ever use one TMUC session, in which case don't bother naming it, that's fine. But the other scenario is you're going to use different sessions for different tasks. And do you really want to try to remember that task Tmux 0 is where I'm doing my programming and Tmux 1 is where I'm running a yum update and Tmux 2 is where I'm doing something else. No, you want to name them so that when you do the Tmux LS, you're going to see a sensible list of names. And when you look at the green status bar, it's not going to say zero, it's going to say programming or updating or whatever you've decided to name your your session.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: So... We can, re- we can name our session a bunch of different ways. And one of the most convenient places to just change your mind on these things is from inside the session itself. Hmm. So if we, there is a command for renaming the session. So if we do control B to go into command mode and then we type the dollar symbol. Oh, look, down at the bottom, our green bar has gone orangey, browny. I don't know what you want to call that color.
0: Dollar Mustard. symbol? Hmm.
1: So control B dollar. Control B followed by. ah. there top. we go. Okay. It should say rename session and you should see the zero and you have a cursor now. So you can hit the backspace once to get rid of the zero. And then you can type, I'm going to call it TTT, taming the terminal. And then hit enter. Okay. So now down the bottom, it says TTT.
0: Right. In fact, bottom. both windows do.
1: Both windows do because you right. read indeed.
0: Because I'm really in there.
1: Yeah, and if you now detach, then you can do your your LS and you can see that it's named there too. So if you do control B, D for detach and then do a TMUX LS, you'll now see that you have sessions TTT and one. Okay, okay. Uh, We can also name our sessions at the point of creation. Let's make another session. Why not?
0: So we can say number
1: four. (laughs) TMUX. No, no, not another terminal window. You can keep using the one you've just detached from. We have, we have enough physical No, I know, now.
0: but a fourth one is going to show up if I do this. A fourth window. Mm. We have two open... We have zero and, and what I called crazy box, and you called taming the... Or TTT. Uh, and when I, if I create a new one, aren't I going to have a fourth uh, terminal window floating around?
1: Uh, okay, but I'm not asking you to open another terminal window. We're going to reuse a third terminal window, and we're going to make a third TMUX session.
0: Right, so there'll be four
1: four, four windows for
0: the, for the application called terminal.
1: No, you're not opening another terminal window. We're reusing the third terminal window.
0: Okay, if you have me type TMUX space new, aren't I going to get another one?
1: Well, you're not going to, but that won't make another window appear. The third, you're going to be, you're still going to be using the third terminal window. Where's the fourth terminal window coming from?
0: Okay, well, let me, go ahead and tell me what to do. And then I'll tell you if I count four screens for, I don't know what word to use because all the words are used up. Window, screen, pane, I can't use any of those words. Well,
1: terminal window is what I mean for a, for a window in your Mac.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not going to make one of those. So you should now be sitting in the third Mac terminal window. Correct. It should be at your. You should not be in a Tmux session because we Correct. just detached. Uh huh. So we're now going to make a third Tmux session by saying Tmux space new space mm-hmm. minus s and then the name we'd like to give our session, which I'm calling TTT two, and I'm sure you're going to call something silly.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll be good. I'll call it TTT two for now. But uh, so dash s is saying I'm going to want to name this. Yeah. it's a, So this is a session we're creating, right?
1: Creating okay. our third session, which okay. would have defaulted to two, but we're not going to let it default to two. We're going to say, no, 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 call it TTT2.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, and so I, now, now we'll I get... see what you're saying. So now I'm in this third TMux window, but my, I'm not in my terminal window. I'm not in normal terminal mode. Got it. Right. Exactly.
1: Okay. So we're now we're now attached to the newly created session.
0: Right. Uh, mine still. Oh, there it does. It says T T T colon Z S H.
1: Yeah, and the the reason for the zero, by the way, is because we were in the one and only window in. So remember I right. saying we're we not attached to it from
0: outside, mm-hmm.
1: right? So it's like a browser with one tab. Okay. It's effectively a browser with no tabs, right? So our session is like a browser window, and the the windows are like tabs. But we're we're keeping it all one one one, one so it's all easy. So. Switching between sessions, we can do that by disconnecting, by detaching and reattaching, but that's a pain in the backside, isn't
0: it? It's terrible. It's a nightmare
1: way. Well, of course there is. So if we hit the control B command to go into command mode, and then we hit the wonderfully sensible S for session, oh, look, two things have happened. So at the top of our screen, we now have a menu, of all of our existing sessions, so whatever you called, rename the first one. I'm minus TTT, then there's a colon one or a one sorry a one colon left, and then this new TTT two should be there. Is that yeah true? Uh huh. Now our currently running session we're in hasn't vanished. So if there was if we were running some sort of log file or something, we'd actually still be seeing what's going on. It's just been wow. half sized.
0: Okay, that's the bottom half inside that box.
1: Yeah, So, yeah, exactly. But we now have this menu at the top, so we can use this menu in a couple of ways. If we're the kind of people who don't want to use arrow keys, you'll notice there's a number in parens before each of our options. So the numbers on the keyboard will simply jump straight to that session. Or Mm -hmm. we can use the up and down arrows to move around. And notice that the terminal, the little preview terminal down below changes. So we can actually use this to have quickly check in on
0: something. Oh, that's, that is pretty nifty.
1: That's multiplexing. Yeah. And then we hit enter, we want to go into one of these.
0: No, I just like going up and down with the arrows. That's a neato.
1: It, it is kind of fun, isn't it? So anyway, <laughs> whichever one you want to end up back in, you hit enter and hey, press so you're back. I'm
0: going to open a whole bunch of these. <laughs>
1: yeah. Multiplexing. So. We can now create sessions, we can name sessions, and we can jump around between sessions, and we can attach, and we can detach.
0: Can I ask a dumb now, question? You can. Um, so we've got our original uh, zero session, and we've got the one you called TTT. What would happen mm-hmm. if I closed those windows, the terminal windows, I hit the red button on it? With that session, what would
1: happen is that tmux continues to run. That is the whole point. Yeah, so that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. Like At some point, I'm trying to remember where in the show notes to get you to do that. But yes, the whole point is you should be able to kill those terminal windows without losing the session, because that's equivalent to, oh, I've had a bad patch of cell reception in my car when I SSH to my server. Right. And so you, mm-hmm. by all means, go ahead and close those off. Let's just, let's go off.
0: Oh, off I want to make one other observation though. So in this uh, third terminal window where now I've got my menu to flip between the three sessions, mm-hmm. the second session, the one you call TTT is showing the same set of menus. It, that's sort of meta because I'm still attached to it.
1: Oh. I mean it's- oh right okay so yes 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 it's it's behavior you're you're in sync with it because you're in it yes
0: right so, yeah. so i'm inside it telling it i want to switch but i was in a different one oh oh that yeah okay
1: hmm that that's right. curious you're you're basically connecting into a pretend terminal window uh you, one of the things tmux is used for a lot is buddy coding
0: oh really
1: Because if you and I were both SSH into the same server and we connected into the same Tmux session, we would be seeing and controlling the same shared terminal.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So, yeah, it has many cool uses. Uh, Okay, so by all means, go ahead and close off all the terminal windows. So now when you do your, your, your control B S, you should see that the other ones are still there, right? But they're not attached anymore.
0: Let's see. Hang on. I don't know which one you want me to be in. Um yeah, pick one. Okay, I'll oh, go to crazy box. I like that one.
1: The the point is when you when you hit when you hit control B S to bring up that switcher, you'll notice that all the other there. two are now not attached because you kill those terminal windows.
0: Um but they're still running. Yeah, how do I tell they're not attached again?
1: Well, it doesn't say attached in parens after it.
0: Oh, you're right. But I could attach oh, okay. That's crazy. I don't yeah. know where I am.
1: <laughs> so so basically, those virtual terminals are running away. There's just no one looking at them, but they're still existing. So if they were in the middle of doing a software update or something, they'd be working away just fine. Hmm. Or if they were calculating your Bitcoin or something, you know, cracking some mad crypto problem, breaking on your passwords, whatever it is you're, how you're doing. They'd just be working away. Running, folding at home. The fact that no one's watching. Okay. Okay, so sorry. Um, but just for the listeners, there's some weird audio stuff going on. So I actually didn't hear you that time, Alison.
0: Okay. Um, I just said, or you're you're running folding at home, looking for proteins yeah. or something, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whatever it is you're doing, it's chunking away just fine, and you can pop in and have a look whenever you like. But it's okay. running. Okay. But you may at some stage want to actually kill it, right? Because mm-hmm. closing the window hasn't killed anything.
0: Right? It seems messy to leave it open.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you may at some stage be finished, right? (laughs) So how do you get out? Mm -hmm. Well, there's one way to get out is to simply end the ZSH within the Tmux. So you're at a command prompt there. And so if you just type exit, which would, if you're in a terminal window, simply end the terminal process. Well, now it's going to end the ZSH inside the Tmux inside the ZSH. And when Tmux has nothing left to run, it just says, oh, fine, then I'll get out of here. So you'll find yourself back in your Mac terminal. So if you just type exit, you should end up. And instead of saying detached, it will say exited. Um,
0: So. Okay. Now I forget what I just did, but I I didn't ever have to say uh, exit. I am now back in a regular terminal window.
1: Okay. Do Whatever do it. Okay. Do? I have no idea where you were. So do a T Mux space LS. LS and yeah, I just did this. that.
0: So I've got one and crazy box. So I got rid of T T T two.
1: Okay, but you have more than one left at the moment.
0: Yes, I have two of them.
1: Okay, so uh, T Mux attach and pick one.
0: Uh, minus attach. T, pick one. Minus T to target it. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Bingo. Okay,
0: so now I'm in this one.
1: Okay. So you're now in tmux, and uh-huh. let's say you're finished, whatever one it is, you're done with it. You just type exit, right, and hit enter.
0: Okay. Okay, gotcha.
1: And so now, when you land back into your your standard Mac zsh, it now says exited above you.
0: Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And now, if you do a tmux ls, you should be down to just a single just crazy box. Crazy box, as you called okay. it. Okay. Uh, you can also. Okay, could you do me a favor and start another one, okay. uh, Crazy Box Two or something? Because I'd like to have two left with this uh, one in the demo.
0: Tmux new dash s Crazy Box Two
1: space Crazy Box Two, yeah. Okay. And then when you're in, just uh, control B space, and then control B followed by D for detach, and then you should okay. be back to where we were. And if you do a Tmux ls, you should see both of them.
0: Yep, I'm getting good okay. at this.
1: Excellent. Practice makes perfect. So you can kill a session without being in it. So you can say tmux, space, kill minus session, which does not have a short alias because that's not the kind of thing they want to make easier. Space minus T to target your death, space, the name of the session you'd like to kill. I'll let you choose.
0: Oh, I, I'm still pretty fond of the original Crazy Box. I'll get rid of Crazy too.
1: No dokie. Okay. And if you do a T-box LS, you should be down to just. No your feedback
0: after you kill it. Didn't tell you no. what you killed or anything. It's just gone.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm done. Okay. Sir, yes, sir. Okay. It's it's a very nerdy app. It really just oh, okay. I'm not gonna put up any fuss. You told me to do a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um it's 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 a bit like, you know, some you know, just people used to joke about Pearl. You know, if you say Pearl, please shoot my foot off, it just goes <laughs> It doesn't ask you, are you sure? Like the GUI does, it just does it. So Tmux is a bit like that. So finally, the last way to kill things is what I call the sledgehammer. So there's a Tmux server that's keeping a process, right? There's not a server in a piece of hardware. It's a server in a piece of software. There's a Tmux server that starts running the first time you launch your first session. And all of the sessions are housed in that Tmux server. Uh, so the sledgehammer is Tmux space kill minus server. And that will just end all sessions. Just goodbye, Tmux. Everything you were holding up in the air, take it all down. Make it all go away.
0: Oh, so if you do I made, that. I made uh, I went ahead and put another one back so I could see that they both disappeared. And they did. There are no server running. And no we're crazy, yeah. box.
1: Yeah. So now when you do your Tmux LS, you're right back to where we were at the very, very, very start of the exercise in the null case when there is nothing. It, so if,
0: it says it's running in, uh not running. <laughs> no server running it, in private slash private slash tmp slash tmux dash five hundred one. I assume five hundred one is my
1: uh, login user ID by the user ID the right. Mac. Yeah, yeah. So that means you're using the first user who used that Mac. I am. And if you made a second account, that'd be five hundred two, because that's how the Mac does its UID numbers, right? Um. So that means that if there were multiple people using your Mac, they would. Their, their Tmux servers would be running at different sockets. So those are special hmm. files that are sockets. And if you want to share your Tmux session with other people connected to the same computer, they can actually connect to your socket so they see your sessions, which is how you do the buddy coding thing. Oh, okay. But that's 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 advanced. That's that's fair, that's for future. Um but that file path is usable to do really cool stuff. Hmm. So let's revisit the most important command of all, which is the command to attach. So we've already seen that attach-session has the nice convenient alias attach, but that's still a lot of typing. It actually has an even shorter alias because it's so important. It has the single letter alias A. Hmm. So we can actually attach by simply saying Tmux A, And then we could say minus T for the target. But there's actually a sensible default. If you don't tell attach what to attach to, it assumes you meant the one I used most recently.
0: Oh, even if it's not running?
1: No, no. Oh, you got to
0: have it running first. It has
1: to be running. You can't attach to nothing, right? So if you go to attach and there's more than one session it could attach to, and you don't tell it where to go, it defaults to the one you were in most recently. Okay. If there's only one, then it will just attach to that one. So when we're trying to solve the problem of a resilient SSH connection, we're not going to be running multiple sessions. We're only going to be running one. So once we've SSH to our machine where we have our running Tmux session because we got disconnected due to a bad piece of cell reception, the only thing we actually have to type is Tmux space A, Hmm. just to reattach ourselves which is really nice and short and memorable, just type A and we're in. But we can take things a step further. So from this point on to the end of the, today's installment, we're just trying to do the best job we can of solving the problem of dealing with a poor SSH connection. right? So we want to have a command we can run as soon as we arrive, as soon as we SSH onto our server, that will um, give us where we were last time, basically. So in English, what we're trying to do is connect to session zero if it exists, or create a new session zero if it doesn't. That makes sense?
0: Um, okay. Why Why just a session always, zero?
1: Well, that will always work, right? So. Imagine the first time you connect to your server, there won't be a session zero because it's your first time. So in that case, you want to make a session zero and start using it. And then you lose your connection, you go through a bad bit of cell, you get cranky for a moment, then you SSH back in, and now you want to pick up where you left off. So now you're in the connect to session zero because it already does exist.
0: Okay, I thought we'd be all excited about using this. It always attaches to the one you just were in, so you wouldn't have to say it's zero. Maybe it could be crazy box.
1: Okay, you're you're getting ahead of me here, but yes, okay. you're right. There will there will just be the one, though, in this case. So we're going to end up with a nice, easy solution here. Okay. Now, a question I'm kind of surprised you haven't asked me yet is, does a teamwork session last forever?
0: I assumed Are- it did. I mean, if the well, server got rebooted, I suppose it wouldn't, but.
1: Ding, ding, ding. There you go. That's, that's what ends a teamwork session. Yeah. Either someone kills it intentionally by killing it or by killing the server, or the server server, the Linux server or the Mac computer is rebooted. That will also kill it. So that's, that's what I wanted to get to there. So thank you. Anyway, so what we want is our evergreen command that will always work. So one command where we don't have to think, is there a session running? Isn't there a session running? We just want one command that will always do the right thing. If there's no session, make one. If there is a session, use it. Do you see the problem to be solved? Does that make sense?
0: I, I guess, but isn't it logical that a server might have five of these sessions running?
1: Okay, but the problem we're trying to solve is a dodgy SSH connection. So I'm saying to solve this problem, we want to have one session we just keep reusing because we just want to be able to work reliably over our bad connection. Okay. So in this case, choosing to have one eternal session and we just want to be able to get in and out of it whether it exists or not we just want to if it is doesn't exist create it and start using it and if it does exist start using it okay so, so we're is,
0: assuming we're the only people ever using this server
1: no because if they're going to log in as themselves they're going to have their own tmux server they're going to be doing their own thing they're
0: oh not going to be, oh because we have different zeros
1: correct yeah okay exactly.
0: so that's you back to that 501 problem. thing got you got you okay yeah.
1: So. What we want is one command that we can unthinkingly use. We don't want to have to think, is there one? Isn't there one, Tmux LS? We don't want to do any of that. We just want to have a command that we can always run that's always the same. It might be a text expander snippet or something. And that will always do the right thing, regardless of whether the server is or isn't already running. So that's the problem to be solved. Okay. And we can solve that problem with a few useful pieces of information. So we get a lot of the way there by the fact that Tmux A will reconnect the most recent session. And if we only ever have one session, then that's always going to be the same session because there only is one. So that gets us a lot of the way there. But if you kill your server now, and then you type Tmux A, you will get a nasty error rather than anything All useful right,
0: happening. Right. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: It'll Oops. Arr, don't talk and type. Because I can't. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, it's, right, stop. <laughs> um, so T-box a doesn't do anything nice when there's no server running. However, it's not going to take us much to get a really nice, really simple command. What we need is three more facts. So the first thing is the tmux command is a good Linux citizen. So in Linux land, every terminal command is supposed to issue when it exits, it's supposed to issue back to the shell an exit code. And there's rules on the meaning of those exit codes. Under the hood, they're numbers, but there's rules about what those numbers mean. And if an app obeys the rules, then the terminal, or in our case, the ZSH, knows whether the app was cranky or not when it finished running. In other words, did I exit in error or did I exit happy? So the tmux command is a good citizen. So the tmux command, if you leave it in a normal way by detaching or by typing exit, then you are not ex- you haven't crashed out, nothing's gone wrong. So it will exit gracefully with an exit code that tells ZSH that it was happy. And if something does go wrong, like say you run tmux a when there's nothing to connect to, it will actually end with a an error code so that zsh knows something went wrong. Am I making? I'm maybe yeah. over explaining something really yeah. simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems.
1: Yeah, they, there's not a lot to it, right? Yeah. Good. Good terminal commands give an exit code. Okay. tmux is a good terminal command. Okay. The second fact is that all of the z shell derived shells, which includes Bash, which is the old way Mac did terminals, and zsh, which is the new way Mac did those terminals, they're all derived from sh, which is like the granddaddy of them all.
0: Okay, and, hang on. Uh, your show notes say sh derived shells, but you said out loud zh shell, zh derived mm-hmm. shells.
1: Then I misspoke.
0: Okay, because so ZSH. The, the show notes are right.
1: The show notes are correct. So SH is the granddaddy of all of our shells we've been using on the Mac for years. So SH is the original. Bash is the born-again shell, Mm -hmm. in other words. And it was written by a guy called Born, B-O-U-R-N-E. So it's a double joke. Mm -hmm. Um, So Bash is like a better SH. And ZSH is like the ultimate SH because it's at the end of the alphabet. But they're all supersets of the old, old, old 1970s SH. Right. Anyway, the point being, all of these shells Treat error exit codes as false. So, in JavaScript speak, if we were on timing the terminal, or not taming the terminal, if we were on programming by stealth, I would say falsy. But that's a made up JavaScript word. So, <laughs> it's, it's false. It evaluates to false. And the third fact is that all the ZSH, sorry, I've done it again. <laughs> all the SH derived shells implement something called lazy evaluation of boolean operators the or operator right if you if you say something or something if the first something evaluates the true it doesn't matter what the second something is the answer to the question is always going to be true because true or true is true and true or false is also true so if you have one command or another command bash and zsh are lazy by design and by specification and they won't bother their backsides running the command on the right of the or they will run the first command that evaluates the true and they will stop
0: huh okay
1: that's called lazy evaluation
0: so if they got a false they would do the second one but if true and true they wouldn't they wouldn't do them both
1: As soon as, yeah, exactly. So, as soon as the first command evaluates to true, in other words, has a successful exit code, the one on the right of the OR operator, which is two pipes, never happens. Interesting. So, this allows you to do something only if something else goes horribly wrong. So, if TMUX A doesn't work, we could do something else.
0: Okay, because if tmaxa is false, then it'll do the other thing always.
1: Then it can't be lazy because it's false or true is true, but false or false is false. So it has to do the work to know the answer to the question. Now, we actually don't care about the answer, right? We're using it as a side effect. But the or operator is lazy evaluated. Now, I should mention as a side note that there's also the and operator, which is the exact opposite. So... If you're doing an and, if the thing on the left becomes true, if the thing on the left becomes true, then you have to figure out what happens afterwards. Right, right. To know what the and. But if the thing on the left becomes false, you're finished because yeah. false and true is still false. Right. And false and false is also false. So it's actually much more common to use the and operator to do. Do one command, and only if that doesn't go horribly wrong, do something else. And I do this in my real life all the time. yum update minus y and and shut down minus or now. (laughs) I type that into so many servers. Update the server, and if nothing goes horribly wrong, reboot it. Hmm. But if the yum update fails, I don't needlessly reboot my server. Okay because the and will only happen if um update evaluates to true but in our case we want the opposite so we're using the or operator so if we say tmux a or tmux what happens
0: well, oh if tmux a is false it'll create a new one and if it's yeah. not it'll just open the one it already got
1: bingo okay. so tmuxA a or tmux is our one single command to remember To always get to session zero. If there is no session zero, it'll just come into being. And if there is one, we'll attach to it. Now we can be extra lazy. So we could remember that, which isn't too bad, or we could make it a text expander snip, and we could just type Mm -hmm. it. So we go SSH, Allison Server, enter Tmux A or Tmux. And if we just get into the habit of doing that, that'd work fine. Okay. But computers are really good at automating dumb tasks. So there's a wonderful file that exists, or there's a wonderful file that is checked for when you SSH to a server, and it's tilde slash dot SSH slash or C. Hmm. If that file exists, it's executed by SSH as the first thing it does when you've connected. So if you create that file and put into it tmux A or tmux, Every time you SSH, you will end up in Tmux session.
0: Oh, oh. And maybe you don't care about it all day long, but then you jump in your car. You don't need to remember how to do something different. You just SSH and it's going to run your Tmux A or Tmux.
1: Exactly. Ah. So you have a consistent behavior without you having to do any work, which is definitely convenient.
0: So this is one and of it, those things like sitting down at a Mac that doesn't have text expander on it. It's going to go, yeah. like, well, I don't, I don't even remember what the command is now because I've never typed it.
1: Yes. And the third approach to this, a lot of GUI SSH clients allow you to specify a command to run when you, uh, when you connect. Oh. So you could do it through your SSH GUI as well. That's one of the okay. places you do. Um, I have a little note here, which some people may be wondering, why did I say tilde slash dot SSH slash or C? Because both bash and ZSH have a whole bunch of these special files that get run automatically when you log in. So there's bash or C and there's bash underscore profile and there's ZSH or C and Z logon. Well, bash or C and bash profile, they'll get run whether you is would or whether you connect it in some other way, be it by sitting down at the computer and opening a terminal window, or by using the console functionality of your hosting provider. And if you have this every time you make a new terminal window, then all of your terminal windows become completely useless because they're all connecting to the same tmux session. So you don't want this to happen when you make a new terminal window, you just want it to happen when you SSH in. And that's why my advice was to use the SSH functionality, not the bash or ZSH functionality.
0: Hmm, Okay. There's just, you know, there's a right place
1: for these things. And just because I adore Core Shell, just to say that if you are a fellow Core Shell user, the place you'll find the setting to automatically execute a command when you connect is in the Advanced tab. And in advance, the features are grouped into little expandable groups. And the command, the group is post command. And it's actually called, um, what's it called? It is called remote command. And you just paste in there your Tmux A or Tmux. Okay, cool. Um, just to complete another total point of my silliness sometimes, um, I like to have two shortcuts in core shell one that is tmuxed and one that isn't because Hmm. sometimes i actually want an actual different terminal window i want to be able to run a log on one and something else on the other and so rather than typing tmux at the end of the server name i put the uh, emoji for a computer screen because i used to do this with screen so it used to be sensible now i'm using tmux as if it was screen but there's no there's no other emoji to use so the screen it is
0: i'm confused Um, Uh, I thought you could run different commands uh, in different uh, Tmux sessions. That was the whole point of it. Why would you need to not do Tmux? Well,
1: Okay, so Tmux is solving the problem of if I lose my connection, I haven't lost my work. Mm -hmm. But what if I actually want a different terminal window? I don't want to reconnect to what I was doing before. I want something else.
0: Don't you just do Tmux? space new and write something new make up another name
1: well no because then i'm going to arrive in a tmux session have to disconnect from the tmux session make a new session or i could just have a different shortcut sitting waiting for me in core shell
0: i guess i'm not understanding why you don't want to be in tmux in your second session
1: okay so in my first session i'm doing something i'm editing a config file i'm restarting a server and in the second session i want to keep a constant flow of the log file of the thing i'm trying to fix I don't want to see two windows with the same Tmux session. I intentionally don't want to reconnect. I intentionally want something different.
0: I'm still missing you because why don't you just open a different Tmux session?
1: I could do that, but that's a hassle. I could just have a different shortcut because I'm lazy.
0: I, I'm not, not following you.
1: Okay, try, try it. Create it and try it and see what happens.
0: You're going to do a TMUX and, and you're going to automatically go into that session uh, zero, whether it existed or not, it's going to exist and you're going to go in. Okay, great. Now you want to do something different. Why wouldn't you do TMUX space new and create a new session and do your thing in that? It's not going to be looking at session zero because it's session crazy box.
1: How did you get out of TMUX? The instant you open a window, the instant you SSH are in TMUX. So how did you, you can't do a new yet because you're in Tmux, so you have to detach and then do your new.
0: Okay. I thought you were doing this from outside. Okay.
1: No, the whole point of this shortcut is that you don't have to go in. You arrive in. That's, that's the joy of having this command auto-execute is that you, you arrive straight in. You haven't done anything. You just immediately arrive in. It's automatically run the Tmux A or Tmux command.
0: Okay. Gotcha
1: this shortcut is straight into TMUX, which is why it's so convenient.
0: Okay, so now what is the way you're gonna do this now to get, now that I understand your your motivation, now we wanna do another TMUX session, but we don't wanna start in zero. zero.
1: Well, to be honest, no, what I want is, so I have, for my servers, I have two shortcuts in core shell, one with TMUX and one without. And so the one with has the computer icon as the last character in this name. And the other one doesn't. So I can just see at a glance. And sometimes I have to do SSH tunneling. So I also use the subway emoticon. Um, so <laughs> my core shell has pretty pictures in the end of my names. So I can see whether it's tunneled. Because if it's tunneled, I have to have my SSH tunnel running. And if it's using Tmux, I just like to know. So I use the screen emoji.
0: That's cute. You really are all about them emoji, aren't you?
1: I, I used to hate them and think they were stupid for kids, and now I adore them and use them everywhere.
0: Now, have you done the trick that I've done where you put uh, emoji in people's contacts so you can at a glance see who they are, and it's really funny when Siri says their name out loud?
1: I, y- yes to half of that. I, I, don't ha- I don't like Siri talking to me that much, so <laughs> I haven't had the second part happen, but yes, I, I use emoji in all sorts of silly places you shouldn't.
0: I enjoy the heck out of calling my daughter with Siri and having it say calling Lindsay Tandy, smiling face with halo. <laughs> and uh, Pat Dangler is uh, calling Pat, calling Pat Dangler desktop computer. Brilliant.
1: Sorry, That's that funny. audio thing is starting to happen more often. I think, I think Skype is telling us something. Okay. Um,
0: Don't blame Skype though. Just so people know we we have it in two different tools. <laughs>
1: It's fair because it did it on Discord, too, so yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Uh, anyway, so this, so far, in our journey into Tmux, we have we have kept it simple. one session containing one window containing one pane. So this is really using Tmux as if it was screen. and it's behaving just like screen, but the screen commands were harder to remember. They were like minus x's and things, <laughs> whereas the Tmux commands are actually sensible. And with screen, we basically used all of its functionality. And with TMUX, we have only seen the small part of the TMUX iceberg that sits above the water. So in the next taming the terminal, which I'm not entirely sure when it will be, it will be less than four years from now. But <laughs> <laughs> I promise. um might be four weeks from now, might be two weeks from now. I haven't I don't know. It's the city season. I work, you know, it's summer. I work in education, and for people listening in the future, it's team, It's it's um, COVID year, so time has lost all meaning. So I have no idea.
0: We'll see what it is.
1: The next time we tame some terminals, we're going to wrangle Windows and panes into our session.
0: That sounds fun. This was this was a really neat. Uh, this is a neat session. I, I didn't see where you were going, but you got us there.
1: Yay. And as I say, I I initially was cranky about being forced to discover Tmux. And then after I spent about half an hour with Tmux, I was like, oh, my God, why did I do all these years without (laughs) Tmux?
0: Now, you've got a link to a uh, cheat sheet for us here in the show notes, too, right?
1: I do, indeed, because, of course, for today, we haven't used very many commands, right? We had control B question mark, we had control B dollar, we had control B D. Just only three things to remember. But there's loads and loads and loads of them. So uh, it's really convenient. I love cheat sheets. I have cheat sheets for everything. So there's a really nice one on GitHub that I really like, uh, and that is linked in the show notes. So that will become extra useful next time when we start to do all the cool stuff.
0: The other nice thing is, you know, it's just like uh, the the listeners to read ahead. So if they go in there and find cool stuff and it makes them happy, that's all good.
1: Absolutely. Independent learning is the only thing better than learning.
0: All right, Bart. Well, whenever we see you, we'll uh, we'll hear from you again.
1: Indeed. And I'm trying to remember how I end these. It's been f- four years. Uh, I think this is probably one right say, until next time, happy computing. So let- let's do that. Until next time, happy computing.
0: If you learn as much from Bart each week as I do, I'd like you to go over to lets-talk.ie and press one of the buttons over there to help support him. He does 98% of the work here. I'm just the stooge that listens to him and asks the dumb questions. If you go over to lets-talk.ie, you can support him on Patreon, you can donate via PayPal, or you can use one of his referral links. I really hope you'll go over and help him out. In the meantime, you can contact me at Podfeet or check out all of the shows we do over there over at podfeet.com. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartb.ie slash ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfee.com or podcasting at bartafisser.net.